Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we're going to be talking about esports. And this week, we are honored to have Zach Skogan from Deer Valley High School, who coaches their Rocket League team. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode 36 of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane, the STEM guy. And I'm Mrs. Schofield. I'm Mr. Skogan. All right, this week we are honored to have our main man, Zach Skogan, on here. He's been blowing our minds about everything, talking about Rocket League, esports, shirts, the district. I'm just so pumped to get started with this. But as we start every episode, we like to talk about how we nailed it this past week. Take it away, partner. How'd you nail it? I had a pretty epic week. We had a pretty epic week. Um, So to pick one highlight, I'm not exactly sure. But I think that there were two things that I was most excited about. Um, One was our visit from the Diamondbacks on Wednesday for our grant. That was such an amazing highlight to our week uh, to see that group uh, celebrated the way they were and to see them step into that role. And there were a lot of big big names in this room and names that I mispronounced you did yeah actually not mispronounced just totally made up a new name <laughs> and it was awesome but those kids they don't like shrink in that spotlight and they just they showed it was just another day but with donuts and a lot of people and so I was incredibly proud of what we've put together with that group of kids and to see them blossom in the way that they have so that was a huge highlight and then I think the other one would have been and I had a lot of really cool things because it's physics week you know first week of physics and there's so many things you can do for Newton's laws and my kids love that but you kind of pushed me to just take the leap and uh, trust that the weather was going to hold up on Monday because it was supposed to rain which of course is going to rain in Arizona on the one day I'm setting up for metric Olympics but uh, we rolled the dice and uh, you know you helped me set everything up and it ended up being perfect it did rain later on that afternoon just for a tiny bit but perfect weather. The kids did amazing. It was such a great highlight of the year. And they had put a lot of effort into this. So, you know, outfits and things that they brought in to make the day special. So it will definitely be one of my favorite. Their flags were awesome. Their flags were awesome. And just their pride, their pride in what they did. And they really understood the concept. And of every, any of the years that I've taught it, this definitely, they absorbed it the best. And I think it's partly because they embraced it the most. And I'm so glad that I didn't postpone it. Because, you know, when you postpone something, kids are excited about it, kind of loses a little bit of steam. And so I was a little bit worried about that. And you're like, just, just, just go for it. You just got to do this. And so I, I did. The Olympics. The yeah. Olympics don't stop for weather. That's actually what you said. Yeah, verbatim. And so I was really, really glad that I decided to do that because. Did you do this every four years? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, that would be awesome, though. And in fact, this is my last year getting to do it. And so, you know, it was. So I keep telling the kids, I'm like, it's a lot of pressure for you guys this year because everything we do in physics, I keep saying. So this is the last time. We're going to get to do this. Oh, and can I just share one more? That was the thing. So you taught me this egg trick, right? An, an ex, not a demonstration, I'd say, that demonstrates inertia. And I think Steve Spangler does it, right? Yeah. Um, have you seen that, that one? With the, um, it's like the glass of water and the pie pan and then the toilet paper roll and the egg sits okay. on and then you smack the pie, yeah, tan, yeah. pie tin out. So I've always demonstrated that for my class as a demonstration of inertia and, and just really generated conversation and kind of set the tone for that day that we're going to learn that, that law. And this year I'm like, I just want every kid to have a raw egg and just do this. And it's like I have what, 125 eighth graders. And I thought this is this has the potential to go so epically wrong. But I don't care because I just wanted to give it a try since it's the last year I get to do it. So we did. We I bought extra eggs and I needed them. Um, but every eighth grader did this experiment and they all were successful at the end, you know, because some of them had some mistakes. And that was okay. And we talked about that. And it was just – one of the coolest things that I've seen them do. It's scary. You know, it's scary to like do it and you're afraid. Like it's just an egg. Who cares? But they care, you know, and, and I, I won't lie. I mean, I was thinking, I just was I picturing. I love that you like, had teachers uh, in there and you forced the teachers <laughs> to do it. And that, oh, yeah. that that one eighth grade teacher from Hillcrest was coming up so soft. And you're like, you got to whack it. You got to whack it. <laughs> That's right. We did. I forgot that there were teachers that came that were observing me that day. And I knew that they were. And I thought, well, this is the lesson I'm teaching. And but they were supposed to come later and they came early and you know how you like to get kinks out and stuff you know when 
you're being observed, but I just thought, oh, whatever, you know, it, let's just give it a whirl. And so then I made the two of them try it. And one of them was like, she failed the first time. And I'm like, all right, get another egg. She's like, no. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, no one's leaving my class without being successful. And so she did it. She overcame it. And it was pretty cool. Great video you posted on Twitter. But the favorite thing was like Philip doing his own experiment. Oh, my like, gosh. With a double stack pie pan and like hitting his hands. I can't really explain it. So check out Mrs. Schofield's Twitter page to kind of see that. But awesome job. I, I told you you're rolling the dice. And uh, this was a, a good roll. Well, and I, well, I told you my favorite statement of that whole week but especially that day was I love the phrase I wonder what would happen if and that you just as a teacher you love hearing your kids say that and there were so many of those I wonder what would happen if moments this week and so I think that's what I'll miss most about physics is they can see those things right there in real time and they can see what will happen and then they can act on it and try something different and so i love love this week and it was just like i told you we couldn't even get on twitter because we were so busy and i had some amazing moments that i just wanted to like celebrate with my kids um so i've put in half but and Zach loves Twitter. I mean, uh, loves. Uh, are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. You all right, me. all right. Um, I didn't follow you. I didn't know your Twitter was so active. But. <laughs> oh, we're both big Twitter. We all love right. Twitter. We, we, my we love my it. students love to find me on Twitter. Yeah, so. nice. But we love that Zach was dropping some knowledge about physics. And what was your nailed it of the week here? Uh, my nailed of the week. Um, we're here for esports. I'm going to keep it esports related. Um, getting our fifth win uh, in yes. Rocket League this week. Uh, pretty big for us. The team's excited. The school's excited about it. Uh, fifth win, zero losses, so it's a great start to the season, probably playoff bound, and I'm most proud of the team being able to do so, um, losing one of our star players from last year, so um, being shorthanded, a man down, and still being able to compete at the highest level in AIA esports is, is really big for us, so I'm, I'm hoping to move forward and uh, get the next six win next week. That's nice. huge. That is awesome. We love that. Uh, I think I got to follow up on your esports one. Uh, Wednesday, we had... University of Phoenix here, the Diamondbacks, celebrating our announcement crew and like our production. Was it literally the Diamondbacks, like players? Were here? Oh, yeah. And, uh, JJ Poots was here. Yeah, and like he uh, he's so a retired cool. baseball player. And like, so we had Baxter was here. So big deal for our okay. kids and our announcement crew. We have about 15 kids on our announcement crew and they work so hard to celebrate them. But then after school, we had our esports club meeting for five six, and we uh, it was just so much fun. I was in there battling the kids. You took some great pictures of where we tied up a goal with like four seconds left, and both rooms. It was our first week where we were actually uh, battling each other in the same room. That was so cool. It was so cool how we kind of set up that private match. Rocket League. Uh, Rocket League. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like uh, we're doing Rocket League, Super Smash, which, which our kids are like obsessed with, and then we have a couple kids on Mario Kart, and uh, but we're, we're we're big in the Rocket League but we didn't realize how big uh, Super Smash yeah, was. They yeah, they love Smash that one. Smash is huge. Huge, yeah. Um, so we, but we got we got a good crew of, uh, I think in both clubs we have two or three teams of three of uh, kids that are in Rocket League, mm-hmm. but uh, getting in there and battling with them and like the pictures you took of me, like of those high fives and, you know, just how respectful they were yelling back across the room. Be like, oh, great save. Um, you know, just all that energy. But then that rolled into right after our esports meeting, we had our Astro Camp parent meeting, which was truly amazing. Like huge turnout of parents. Huge. And, uh, just so much fun. And then in between all that, you know, me and you had to teach that day. And so it, <laughs> it was, was, just, an it was, it was just a crazy day. And like those are things that just happened to you as a teacher. And, uh, you know, those are that's a day like, you know, I'll never forget between Dimebacks, esports. Uh, and then uh, the Astro Camp parent meeting was just uh, just an awesome day. Well, and right before that, the night before, when we were getting everything ready for that big visit, we also squeezed in our quick trip to Costco to get our last TVs oh, yes. for uh, our eSports as a surprise for the kids because our PO came in. You know what it's like to wait for a PO, I'm sure. It's like, uh, you know, and so we're waiting, 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 and these kids – they're fine, right? They don't have to have the TVs, but they were so excited for it. And so we made the, we ran out and made that happen and had them set up and they were just so giddy. They were still waiting for the stands, still waiting yeah. for three more stands by that. We're, we're at five TVs now, which is awesome. Uh, but we have you on Zach for a reason. Now, Zach, tell us your story. How did you get into education? How did you get into esports? Kind of talk us through uh, how you got to here. Yeah, so um, I grew up in the district actually, Javali Unified. Um, K-8, I went to uh, Desert Mountain School, which is Carey Freeze in the district as well. My mom taught there for 15 years, so she was a teacher, retired in the district as well. Um, I went to Deer Valley High School my freshman year, transferred to Mountain Ridge, and I was in Mountain Ridge for my sophomore, junior, and senior. Um, then 
went to college, graduated, degree in secondary education, earth and space sciences, and they offered me a position at Deer Valley High School. And when I was offered the position, I had no idea that I would have the opportunity to actually uh, coach esports. I didn't even know that that was a thing at the time. Um, but my journey kind of started there, and I was offered a position through a couple of steps here and there. And now here we are. We're building the program. We're putting it together. Um, trying my best. There's obstacles like any with anything, um, especially year one, getting everything set up. Um, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. So. Now tell us the story about your principal, how she came to your class, and how this whole like esports journey kind of actually got off the ground. Yeah, so uh, Kim Crooks, uh, my principal at Deer Valley High School, absolutely love her. She does a lot for for everyone, but she was just doing a, a routine walkthrough, like I'm sure your principals do for you guys as well. Not yeah. like a serious observation, but they no, come in for a couple face, minutes yeah. just to see what's going on in the classroom. And um, behind my desk, I have a bunch of Arizona State jerseys hung up, and I have little. Uh, Hot Wheel cars, and they're called Octane, which is the car you use in Rocket League. It's the most famous car. It's on the cover. Everyone uses this car. Um, and she noticed them, and she asked me what they were. And I was like, oh, it's just uh, it's a car from a video game I play. And she was very curious. Um, and she's like, what video game? I was like, oh, it's just Rocket League. And she kind of dropped the, hey, come see me after class today because uh, I, w- I want to talk to you about something. I didn't know how to take it at the time. Yeah. You're um, like, oh, my goose is cooked. I'm like, I'm like am I not allowed to have Rocket yeah. League cars? <laughs> It okay. was in your policy, didn't you read the fine yeah, print? I'm yeah, like, what did I do? What, what are you promoting yeah. here? <laughs> oh, you're like it's a bullets. gateway, you know. Yeah. Those are dangerous. You don't want to mess Absolutely. with those. That's hilarious. So then you went in, and so I went in. Uh, I think it was after school that day, maybe the next day. And she kind of told me about how they're trying to um, bring an esports program up, and that the game that they're trying to push above all else was actually Rocket League. So she showed me the computers they had ordered and the systems we had to run in and kind of explained what, what she wanted the program to do and that it would be all be on my shoulders because no one, this is the first year, it, it kind of fell apart last year. They're going to try to get it to, to come together, but we didn't have a coach, we didn't have the equipment, we didn't have the port set up. So she, she gave me like free reign to kind of try to build this program. So I just went with it. Um, and I probably wouldn't have done it if it wasn't Rocket League. I play Rocket League a lot in my spare time. I'm pretty good at it. It's the one game that I actually have enough time to play outside of work. So um, I went with it. Um, a lot of my students knew I play Rocket League, and all the ones who knew um, wanted to join the club almost instantly. So we got them to join the club, and um, they're really good. They're really good. Um, we're one of the best teams in the state, and um, it, it just kind of took off from there. Um, there's still steps we need to take to make it bigger and better, but for our first year, I'm I'm actually very proud of what my, the team has done, the school has done, and everything's come together at least to the degree that I'm very happy with. And kind of talk about Rocket League compared to sports. You played mm-hmm. sports growing up. You we talked a little bit before the podcast about how how you love video games kind of growing mm-hmm. up. So talk about like Rocket League and like why you love that as it compares to sports. Yeah, so Rocket League is a, a very special game because it. It mirrors sports to such a high degree when it comes to strategy, reading ability, um, hand-eye coordination, um, reaction times especially. So the way I like to explain it is it's everything that uh, soccer or basketball would be minus athletics. So that comes to teamwork, the same. Reaction time, the same. Quick, quick thinking, just strategy. All that stuff is all the same. And that's the reason I fell in love with the game because I like sports more than video games. But when you give me a video game that perfectly mirrors every aspect of the sports, um, that really makes me drive to play it. So if you guys play it too and you get competitive, I'm sure you would understand what I'm talking about. Um, It's probably my favorite game out there. Um, Yeah, that's why I love it. Oh, trust us. We play. Mm-hmm. He plays well. I play poorly, but we both really like yeah. the game. Yeah, so it's a great game. So a lot of it's a game. There's two buckets to play the game. You have your game theory side and you have your mechanic side. So um, my team is very good mechanically, which uh, usually younger kids are because they have a lot of time to practice, you know, their air rolls, their dribbles, or wave dashes, whatever. Uh, what? Mechanically. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some crazy mechanics to Rocket League. Whatever mechanic uh, things that they can practice, they will. Um, it's the game theory side they need to struggle. Or they struggle with a little bit, like strategy about yeah, like strategy, how you, yeah. rotations, mm-hmm. where to be, how to read, when to go to fifty, when to go for fifty fifties, and not situations like that. Okay. Um, and even things as basic as being up one goal, not being in an offensive zone when you're up one goal with thirty seconds left. You know, we need to be in the defensive zone. We need one forward and we need two two back on the defensive end because there's no point going up two. We just want to, to win with that, that one goal lead. So yeah, you're right. just um, ingraining those like little things is mm-hmm. hard for them because they just, they're just naturally wanting to go full speed the whole time. Mm-hmm. Now I just, I'm so sorry. Do you care? Go ahead. So going back to your principal, 
how did she get started? Like, where did this seed come from? Who was pushing this? And how was that on her radar enough to have already generated the funds? And like, were the ports already opened at that point? No. So last year before I was here, they tried to do an esports club slash uh, there was talk about it actually being an AIA sport. Mm -hmm. Um, So she got a couple of computers and had somebody who she thought wanted to coach, but they couldn't end up doing it. Um, And then the games that we play are pretty modern games. Um, they come out in the last three or four years. So um, most of the teachers at our school aren't exactly uh, young enough to have any contact with the game. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't know how to coach it to begin with, really. It's not like basketball or football where it's been around for 40, 50, 60 years. These are modern games, and they wouldn't really know where to start. So she didn't have anybody who was really passionate about it in the same degree that I was. Um, so I think that really helped her really want to start the program is that I actually have like a, a passion about this game itself and esports in general and not just like there because, well, we're, we're allowed to do esports now. Yeah, so and you're plugged somewhere. in. Yeah. But it's just amazing to me that that was on her radar yeah. and like that that was something that she was pushing through because this is such a big thing coming so, on the scene. Kim is really forward thinking. She's very passionate about kind of being on the, the, the next uh, – road instead of the yeah. current one so to speak and she knows esports is growing it's the fastest growing sport so cool. in america she really really wanted to grow the program she knows that a lot of students are getting scholarships now to universities for this and she wanted a a pathway at our school for the students who aren't athletes but yeah. are still involved in esports and, and video games to have a pathway to do so so she really wanted to push this program from the start kudos to her that's huge that's awesome and yeah. I, just, I just love that beginning story and like how you kind of came to it, especially like you your first year teaching and taking yeah. this on you know kudos to you yeah it's been I a mean, lot you for probably me. have first a lot of spare time <laughs> oh yeah. De- yeah. definitely not yeah so, <laughs> so, so i have to make all my materials that <laughs> night i teach a six fifths too yeah. and then on top of that i, I head coach esports curriculum team so it's a lot for me but i'm just getting think it. year two you're gonna be like piece of cake yeah you know? well, well i'm six fifths again next year i already got the schedule so <laughs> well that's awesome now you have some like already skilled like athletes in terms of uh, Rocket League now and you were talking about like you know kind of interjecting and kind of coaching and subbing players talk a little bit about your strategy as a coach so my strategy as a coach is first of all the kids are really good so they don't they don't need my input on every single move they're better than me when it comes to mechanics they're very very good um, it's really about just um, building good habits in, in the regular season because um, right, right now we're 5-0 and and all of those wins have been relatively very easy for our team so it's it's hard to, to step in and make coaching changes or decisions when you guys are so successful so you really need to instill good habits so that when the games do get difficult that they go back to those habits and those strategies that that allow you to have success at a higher stage and when the, the competition is actually close to what you are so um, that's what I try to do now during the regular season. It can be hard at times when you're up 10 goals to zero. It's it's hard to instill, like, you know, defensive rotations yeah. when, they're, when they're just dominating. So, um, But like I said, we're really good. I'm, I'm proud of the team and where they're at. And this is the second season uh, of the school year. Yep. How did you guys do in season one? So season one, we jumped out to a 2-0 or 3-0. Then we played the best team in the state which is Brophy. Um, they're incredible. They have a very talented player, top 100 on the planet, who's a, a grand champ, if you guys know anything is, about which that. Which is huge, which, which is, is huge just, in uh, the Rocket League he, world. He could, he could potentially be a professional player and actually uh, win some uh, money playing outside of uh, school. Um, so we played so them, play, and we would, lost, you we would lost say, to them twice in a row. I don't know why we uh, were scheduled them twice in a row, which is yeah. a little bit unfair in my opinion. <laughs> But uh, that dropped our record, and we still made the playoffs, but we got dropped into a lower bracket. And in that lower bracket, we had to place, or we had to play Brophy again for the third time You're that like, season. And here you are <laughs> again. again. And I'm like, we played really well, too, to be honest. We were in the games, um, but they're just, they're very Okay, good. so let me ask you, though. You're playing this these kids, and okay, you have this phenomenal player, but... Are you all of a sudden saying, like, okay, we see where their weaknesses are? Like, are you able to, or are these kids just like, it's because of their quick thinking and it's all reaction time that's really setting them apart? Or are there ways that you can break down these strategies and, like, kind of outthink these? Well, so a lot of it is mechanics. The ability that the player, Brophy, uh, his username is J-Man, and um, 
He's really good. Uh, you could probably look up YouTube videos of him. His, his ability level is just um, at a level above my players. Mm. And my players are really good, don't get me wrong. They're mm. top 1% in the world, but they're not top 100 in the planet. Mm. Um, he can just do things that we're just incapable of doing and things we don't even see that often, so it's hard to even defend, right? Mm -hmm. um, he'll take the ball and air dribble it across the field and just double touch it off the wall and put it in like it's nothing. Whereas like we don't even see this throughout the season so to even de attempt to defend something like that is hard for us yeah that makes sense now j-man from brophy now you would say like i mean already he'd probably have a full ride uh, yeah to like yeah. Any, so, any college luckily for us so my team's made up almost exclusively of sophomores j-man is a senior this year <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. good luck next year whatever university you're at for uh mr brophy j-man uh so hopefully we'll uh have a little bit more of a chance next how many year. people are on your team um we have between five and ten. It just varies. Um, now, the team itself is only three players, but I have subs that I can rotate sure. in and out. Um, I used to have uh, four really good players that I would rotate um, pretty much weekly to make it pretty fair. Um, I dropped one of those players. I didn't drop him. He dropped out of the school. He went to a different school. So now I have the three starters who are basically always in, and I almost never rotate them out. Now, could you have two teams, or like part of this? Can you only have like one uh, team? So we can we can have two teams. Brophy has two teams. Um, a lot of schools have like six, seven teams. Wow! So you're allowed to have multiple teams. Um, once playoffs come, you're only allowed to have one team. So they they only allow your best team to play in the playoffs. Hmm. Now it's so cool. This is the first year that they've done this, right? Like at the high school level, yep. like organized like this. I was blown away that there's already 60 teams like in this league, just in the state of Arizona, yeah. uh, that you're kind of competing against. Talk to us about like what was the big setup in Tempe uh, for the for the season one tournament. Yeah, so there's two seasons a year in esports. Um, it's not really a winter sport or a spring sport. It's kind of like you do your fall and then you also have the spring. And we play the same games both seasons. So there's essentially two seasons per year. So this is our first year now, but we're in the second season. Um, but the first season, there's the playoffs and there's the finals for the very first inaugural season for Arizona uh, esports at a high school level. Um, so my principal came up to me, my athletic director, who's also an assistant principal, and she's like, hey, you should take your team to the eSports finals. And at the time, I was like, oh, okay, we, we just got eliminated from Brophy at that point. Um, but I was like, yeah, we can go. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we went. It was a ton of fun. They had it at, um, I think it was a Dave & Buster's, some huge exclusive party room. That's cool. With like a 100-inch, maybe 180-inch screen. Um, tons of fans. It was loud. It was like a soccer environment. Um, a lot of people were filming it, and I think it was on the news and stuff too. Um, we got to meet uh, Brophy's entire team. They remembered us because we've played them three times this year and everybody <laughs> else played them once. So uh, the kids uh, interacted and actually got uh, J-Man's number and they've been practicing with him. Wow. Um, kind of behind the scenes too, which has helped their skill level. So even though we directly compete with them and they're kind of our uh, rival, so to speak, it's cool that once you're together in a room, you're able to talk strategy and sports and really practice together. And the kids have really grown a lot from that. So you're not streaming at all. So you're not seeing your other player, the other team at all no, during so yours? No, so Brophy okay. does stream. They use a Twitch account. And when we play them, you can see us because we're on their stream. Uh, not our faces, but you can see us play against them. Um, but Brophy's in a different district. They yeah. might be a private school. Yeah, private school, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. an all-male school, I think, too. Mm -hmm. So they don't have the same uh, restrictions we do. We're mm -hmm. not allowed to use Twitch because of our district. So mm -hmm. we want to stream it. Um, being able to stream it would be great for us just being able to grow the program and, and kind of show what we're what we're all about and, and having uh the kids parents even if they're not there watch them and, and the whole school kind of interact from wherever they are on the planet would be cool too mm -hmm. so we want to get there that's my goal for next year for sure now talk about how supportive the it department has been uh you already talked about your admin uh, but also like how you've kind of grown the program. You talked about the view and monitor. So kind of uh, give us a rundown, like where you wanted to see like uh, your program kind of move towards. Yeah, so just setting up the program this year, um, a lot of it was on my shoulders, but Matt from ISNT was really He's the helpful. Man. He's, He's our the main man. man. I can email him, he'll get back to me in two minutes, you know, and just he'll remote access the PCs and fix them, whatever we need. Um, he's he's been great, and a lot of the guys that are in ISNT uh, obviously follow uh, esports and video games because that's why they're in that you know side of the, the district is because they're interested in this stuff naturally. So when they came and they watched us play and set up the stuff, you could tell they're really passionate about building this program too. So he's helped a lot. Um, there's still some things we need to fix here and there. 
Um, going up next year, I, like I said, I really want to build a viewing station so that we can have, you know, 30, 40 people in a room with a huge monitor and kind of support the team almost like a basketball team would be supported. So that's my goal for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year, just having the team up and running and being competitive this year is just a huge, huge plus for us. Now, how would you run the viewing monitor? So, like, would you have, like, a TV, smart board, or? Um, so we have smart boards in the classroom that we could theoretically use. The problem with smart boards is that the latency is, like, really really bad so if you play competitive video games like it lags behind the image Mm -hmm. so i don't know like i've actually tried using the smart boards to play uh, mario kart on before and it's almost unplayable so from a viewing experience it might be okay but um cam was talking about getting some huge tvs for the the classroom and setting them up so that we could stream directly to there so we'll see we'll see if the funding allows for that that would probably be better if we could get some led technology instead of the yeah, projector. and you you've talked about you just ordered some gaming chairs. Yeah, for your we got team. a we got a pretty significant grant, which we're very lucky at Deer Valley High School to have uh, individual support us. Agree that they do. We got a grant for right around eight thousand dollars, and we're it's using huge. that. It's huge. It's a lot of money, and we're doing a lot with it. Um, we're buying. I've got brand new controllers for every single PC. We have six uh, twenty-four inch uh, gaming monitors, um, six gaming chairs, and our school colors. And then we've saved a lot of that money for next year. And with that money, I'm, I'm hoping to get the viewing station set up with that money, too. How many, how many ideally, would you like to have as far as um, gaming PCs? Like, what would you like your numbers to be eventually? It just varies. Um, so it's an eSports team, but right now we're only playing Rocket League, which means I'm a little biased towards what that requires to run. Um, and I'm biased towards that game anyways because it's the game I'm most familiar with. So... Um, if we're playing league next year too, we really need 10 PCs so we can scrimmage 5v5. For Rocket League, having three uh, v3, so six PCs, is is pretty ideal. Um, so that's basically you want to scale things in threes. So okay. it would be six, nine, twelve, or something like that for Rocket League, and then for League of Legends, you'd want to do it in five. So five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Now, how many? This is like something that's really important to me. But do you have any girls? Um, we have girls who come in and watch who sometimes participate here and there just to, to play with the team, but they don't actively play on the team. No, we don't have that. I would love for that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a um, future freshman night in November. So some of your students might have been at, at our campus, and I had a bunch of girls sign up on the, the oh, sheet cool. interested in esports. So I'm hoping we get that in the future. Absolutely. Yeah, that would be huge. Now, you talked about your passion. You've been playing Rocket League for like the last two or three years. Yep. I've been playing since what the beginning of the school year. Yeah. Like, we kind of like started this whole thing, and I have a first grader and a third grader. And so we'll get on a team of 3v3. Now, is 5v5 something that, like, they play at the high school level? Like So, Rocket League, there's a couple of game modes. The standard mode is 3v3. Yeah. That's kind of how the game was designed to be played, which is just three players which versus I feel three. Like the best way. Uh, I, I actually like doubles the best. I yeah, think it's the least crowded and the most fun. It's the game mode I'm best at. Um, as far as a team environment, you really want threes because it feels like an actual team, mm-hmm. kind of. Once you get close to two and then one, well, now it's not really a team sport. It's kind of just, you know soloing um but there's also 4v4 in chaos mode don't recommend that mode at all it is incredibly crowded and a little bit well chaotic which is why it's called chaos <laughs> so the game's really best played twos or threes how, how do you oh sorry oh. do you want to oh no i was just gonna say and then so you talked about your passion so what what is your level on rocket league oh so i haven't played competitively since i started working at the district <laughs> because well i've been very busy in my first year um you want to say yeah so i used to be champ one which is probably top two or three percent in doubles um my solos record was a lot below that um because solos is very very difficult but i haven't played competitively in probably over a year now to be honest since i started working for deer valley just haven't had the time i play uh casually and i'll jump on with the kids and play with them too which is a lot of fun um but i'm not competitive playing anymore how do you so for us we've only had two meetings right two meetings mm-hmm. it feels like we've been doing it forever in a good way but you know when we watch these kids and they're super engaged i mean mm-hmm. you're putting them in front of these games that they love and they love it right but we're dealing with kids that are younger and so we keep talking about like we're gonna have to keep it so fresh and always have like a a thing right to like for that week you know going forward because for a while just the novelty of sitting down each week is is enough to do that but you're essentially you guys are playing one game constantly and you meet how often 
So we, right now we're meeting twice a week. We okay. meet Tuesdays and we practice from right after school, 2.10 to right around 4, 4.10. So we have two hours of practice on Tuesdays. Thursdays, we meet at 2.10 as well. We practice for the first hour and 50 minutes until 4. And then we have our actual match against whatever high school we're playing that week, uh, whoever's on the schedule at 4. And that usually ends around 4.30 if it goes into overtime or we play all five matches, it might go to 4.45 or 4.50. So do you ever have that feeling, that get that vibe from them that they that they kind of are like, ah, you know, looking for some, a way to make it fresh or is just the novelty of being on this team so enough? It's it's not like that for me. It's just kind of like saying like if you played 5v5 basketball for two straight years, would you get bored of it? And if you're passionate about the sport, mm-hmm. you just don't. I mean, the game changes every time. There's an infinite amount of scenarios or plays or highlights or passes or just getting better at it. And that's the same way that esports is in Rocket League is too. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's, it's very dynamic and changing and that's why you can jump on and there's no game that you're going to play that's going to be identical to the game you've played in the past. That's just true. like, just like with basketball, it's the same with Rocket League and that aspect alone makes it, it's, it's kind of just like always passion driven, at least for my team and at least for me and people who play it. And the kids love it. Now you talked about like how much you love sports growing up and Rocket League, yeah. like there's, you don't see yourself crossing over to League of Legends, do you? Like, well, do you so play League of Legends? I've never played League of Legends. Um, I have colleagues who play League of Legends who can help me set that up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not entirely interested in League of Legends to play myself. Now, for the program, I would actually I would love for them to play it if we can if we can get a team together if we can get the computers in order so we can play five v five. I would really like to um, just to, to have kids who are interested in other games to play that would be mm-hmm. great. Um, but my passion is just with Rocket League primarily, so yeah. that, like I'm always going to gravitate to that, so to speak. Um, but I would love to bring other games in. We're supposed to play Smash 2. Um, we don't have Switches. And then also um, getting the Switches to work on our network is incredibly difficult because right now we use uh, certain ports that have been opened up so that we can play Rocket League on the school's network. Yeah. Um, but we can't do that through Wi-Fi. It has to be directly ported yeah. to the wall. And the switches you we can't directly <laughs> port. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've been through there, but like, you know, like we said, we're very thankful for you kind of leading the way. Yeah. Um, now, so it was you and Josh who teaches at uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, yep. and he's doing League of Legends, and they're actually competing right now. You yep. kind of pulled up their record, and it's so cool to see how we were bummed we couldn't get him on today. So it was awesome. We were just so excited what our district is, is doing. Now, what do you see from the kids? Like, you know, what do you see from them, like, that they have this outlet? Oh, the, the kids love it, and um, I think it's cool that – you know, growing up, they've probably been gaming their whole lives, and they never really thought of as being, like, a team or, or mm-hmm. part of the school environment when they win. But now when they win, like, it's on the announcements, and then people in my – I teach six classes in six hours. How did you guys do yesterday as if we're any other sport, you know? And we'll talk about the record That's cool. or highlight plays. And just them being a part of that is really cool going forward. I hope it grows more than that. I hope every high school is going to be just as common as basketball going forward. And I think it will get there eventually. Now, how many kids would you like to see eventually in your Rocket League program? Well, I mean, I would like a lot, right? The more players I have, the better ability I have to have some star players and go forward because I'm competitive too. Even as a coach, I want to win, right? So I feel I want to feel the best team I can. So the more, the merrier for me. Now, what does your typical practice look like? You talked about you have some pretty talented players, mm-hmm. but you're very very knowledgeable about Rocket League. So how do you kind of map out those practices? So our practices are pretty casual. Um, we get there at 2.10, 2.15. A lot of times they'll be working on mechanics alone um, and free-to-play, and then they transition into playing 3v3 competitive matches against um, just random players online. Um, luckily we've actually ran into other high school teams online mm-hmm. and we'll scrimmage them often too, which is a lot of fun. So last week we actually scrimmaged a team in Arkansas, the fourth uh-huh. ranked team in Arkansas. They realize that we're online and they know we're online cause our username says Deer Valley high school, like Skyhawks one, two, three, you know, yeah. four, five, six. So they're like, wait, do you guys, are you guys a high school team? Yeah, we are. Okay. Let's scrimmage. So we did a best That's of cool. five. Um, so we won that scrimmage. It was a lot of fun. So we, we'll do 3v3, and then I'll, I'll lightly coach while they're doing that just to try to build um, strategies uh, for, for the future. Um, but it's, it's pretty casual. So what kinds of – have you run into any issues with kids with – you know, you think about the importance of digital citizenship and being responsible and respectful. I mean, the nature of kids on gaming things yes. te- can bring out some – you know, negative attributes di- for yes, sure. Yes, right. So and so, yeah. This is 
probably the hardest part of coaching is because I mean, even as a coach, like I, I spend a lot of time online when it comes to gaming too, mm-hmm. and you can see derogatory use of words and to kind of transition and filter from that level to going to a high school and then still playing the same game. It can be hard because mm-hmm. there's a lot of overlap and you naturally want to just be like how you are at home. So we want to uh, support that this is a team sport, but you're still at a high school level, even though you're playing a game where that other people might use derogative language. We want to refrain from doing so. Um, and we always say good game after good game. We want to enforce, uh, reinforce good habits so that it's just like any other sport. See, the problem with, with online gaming is that you never see who you play. Yeah. So that allows you to be a little disrespectful sometimes. Um, but we actually do see who we play often because we go to the actual events and they're in our district. And um, I make sure they know to be respectful. Have you seen other teams that you've played have issues with this? Or no, you so just... if they're in um, AIA, they already know to be respectful. It's one of the rules. Good. Um, now, sometimes when we're online playing against comp, you'll see disrespectful people. But those are just random people across the world. Mm-hmm. You don't really have any control over that. Yeah. Um, but I always... I don't allow them to engage that content, you know. So it's just like, just play your game, ignore the chat. Yeah, yeah. That's that to us is like such a big component of mm-hmm. the groundwork that we want to lay with these kids. And then the nice thing for us is that having kids starting in fifth and sixth grade, yeah. it's like we're really trying to train them early to kind of just be. Uh, you know, respectful gamers. So, and are you guys playing on the Switch? She plays Rocket League yeah. on the Switch. So we're playing mm-hmm. Rocket okay. League on Ooh, the Switch. That's yeah, rough. So <laughs> yeah. It is. But it's, uh, that's where I learned. My the frame rate is got, like yeah. very low. <laughs> yeah, and th- these are things like we don't know. So, we, well, thank yeah. you for teaching us. What do you mean by the frame rate? Like, so oh, like so, if you do like cross, uh, like Rocket League was designed for PC, and mm-hmm. then it was ported to Xbox and PS4. And the capabilities of the PS4 and Xbox are pretty high, so they can run the game at basically the top end of the specs. Uh, the Switch is not the same. So right now you could probably be running 50 frames per second on an Xbox. You can get up to 144 on PC, depending on your graphics card. Yeah. The Switch is probably 30 or 25, which means you're going to see like images lag, and it won't play as smoothly just because the system itself isn't as capable as the other systems. Because yeah, so Rocket League's a pretty intense graphical game, mm-hmm. um, so it requires a bit more than the Switch is capable of. It's still fun, still yeah. fun to play, but uh, if you go from a PC to a Switch, you'll you'll notice it. Well, it's interesting because the kids will. I don't think we have any gamers really in our group that are on PCs, but we have a lot of them that are on Xbox, mm-hmm. right? And so they'll say like they're freaking out because the controllers, there's things that are yeah. So the controls are different, yeah. and then also so the Xbox and PS4 is going to play the game better too. Um, so it, like the PC is the best, but PCs are really expensive, which is why most students, you guys find, they're not going to be PC gamers for the most part. Because mm-hmm. if you want a dedicated PC to run Rocket League at like the highest frame rate, you're talking. 1,000, 1,500, you know, gaming monitors included, 2,000, something like that. Whereas you can buy an Xbox One and play the game at like 85, 90% of that capability for 200 bucks or something. Right, right. Yeah, well, I mean, the cool thing though, and this is what's so interesting, and it's been the games and the the consoles and stuff is, you know, when they come in and this is our club and we're like, this is what we're playing and this is what we're playing on. Even if they have background in other things, mm-hmm. they're kind of like, oh, I'm not used to it. So then they adapt and then yeah. they just Especially go. Especially when they're young, they love adapting. They adapt. Yeah. And it's so cool because that's what I was saying to him that we don't have kids that are like, oh, why can't we go to this? Yeah. They're just like, okay, now I have to figure this out. And then they transfer their skills and then they master this. And yeah, it's so a really when an you're young, you thing. can adapt so easily. It's just, it's incredible. So. Uh, I have always used an Xbox One controller. I have the Elite 2 controller. Um, A lot of my players have the Elite 2 controller, but one of theirs broke, and they'll just jump to a PS4 controller and just play at, like, 95% of their ability level. And I'm just, like... I can't even believe it. If you tr- if you try to get me to use a PS4 controller, I'd be like, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not using that. But they can they can adapt and they can play with pretty much everything. Yeah, it, it, it blows my mind. And then the other thing I was going to ask you is, I know you're saying then the goal or the potential is to go to league next year. You know, legend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but. You know, are, has anybody pushed like kid-wise for like Fortnite or any of the first? So you know, first I think Fortnite, um, as far as AIA, they allowed it this actual season, the spring season. Um, but it's it's also district dependent. So 
district says what we're allowed to play. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not allowed to play first-person shooters because the district deems that that's inappropriate at a high school level, right. which makes sense. Totally. Um, Fortnite is kind of a it's a kind of a shooter game. I think it's third person. It's cartoony. So I don't know if the district will allow us to play it or not. What about Overwatch? But Overwatch is also first person yeah. as well. I think it's third and first person. Which mm-hmm. just if it's um, violent in any nature, I don't think the district wants us to play it. Now that's what I've been told. If they change their uh, policy on that, we we can potentially add these games. But um, that's another reason why I, I absolutely love Rocket League because yeah. it's. It's not a violent game. It's cars of soccer. You yeah, know? we so, like not yeah. doing the first-person shooter games. Like, we're glad, and that was a decision that even if it wasn't district-mandated, we were already wanting to do that. Yeah. But I was just curious if you have pushback from the students at all. So I have students who aren't in uh, my eSports team mm-hmm. that play other games come up to me and be like, hey, add XYZ yeah, yeah, yeah. game. Whatever it happens to be. A lot of times it's Madden or NBA 2K, but sometimes it's Call of Duty in these games where I'm like, Listen, I play those games in my free time too. I enjoy them, but at a high school level, I, we just can't play that competitively. That it doesn't represent the school in the way that we want to represent it. Right. Um, so that's just there's nothing I can do about it. And they mm-hmm. always say like, "Can you add this?" It, it's not up to me. The district says what we can play. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if it was up to me, it's it's not something that I think represents the school, anyways. Yeah. And Go I think ahead. the biggest thing is like the soft skills. Like we're always kind of talking about the soft skills and. And we're not big Super Smash players. Are you a Super Smash player? I'm not. I've played it a couple times, but no, I'm not like the kids. They're yeah. incredibly good. They are. They are. And they're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, they and, are. And, and I didn't realize you could have eight kids on one TV at a time. Yep. And I mean, like our Super Smash tournaments, they're insane. We haven't competed yet, and they're just Jones in like one student is like, you, he's so like, I can't. Do you guys wait. hook it up to the monitor? What do you guys uh, hook so it up to? So we have these TVs behind us over here. Those oh, of you listening okay. can't see. And then there's three TVs on the floor behind you. Because our stands are uh, for some more stands oh, like yeah. there. So. Um, and Matt, our main man from IT, came in here and he hooked up the port. So like we were like the first. How district. did you guys get the funding for that? Um, well, grants. he got a great yeah, yeah so, grants. Yeah. So yeah, grants and like uh, you know being creative and I think Plus our like club, club dues. Some yeah. of that went okay. towards yeah. it. Yeah. And and so we have about twenty kids in each group. Mm-hmm. So we have about forty kids. Wow, that's uh, a lot. So it's mm-hmm. pretty, yeah, so it's it's a lot going on, and it's just it's just the most intense fun that we have. And you know, every time we leave, we're just like blown away. Oh my gosh! So. Uh, but the thing we're just blown away with like those soft skills that they kind of get, and like that's why I love Rocket League. It's just because like you have to work together so mm-hmm. much. And and me and Taisha, we this one group of seventh graders, they're undefeated all day, and like and nobody can touch them. And me and Taisha just hopped on there. And Taisha's an eighth grader. We've never played together, but we were just going back and forth, talking. I'm like, all right, I'm running with you, uh, you know, defending. And then that one team was like, wow, they they just really communicated. And so the things that, you know, we get out of it and then we kind of see those soft skills. And a lot of times these kids, you know, they might play online, but like when they're together in person, it's just it's just such a cool feeling. It really is. And, you know, for us. You know, it's interesting to see where we are and then where where you are because we know there's all of these college um, scholarships mm-hmm. available, right? And that's where we would like to kind of set them on a trajectory to know those are available and to kind of have that on their radar. Yeah. But we're we're you know we're dealing with fifth, sixth, and yeah, then it's seven quite a ways days. away. Yeah, yeah. So it's a ways away. So you're really planting seeds and you're building definitely the soft skills. Like that is a huge component. And, and being responsible as a gamer and that respect and the teamwork involved. And so you can build all of those skills. And then what you're hoping for is a stepping stone at each high school to say, okay, now we've given you this foundation. Mm-hmm. And now what we'd like to see is for that to be built upon. And then, and then from there, the opportunities are right there for you guys, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's such a cool thing. So you know, our hope is definitely to see those places waiting for them at all of the definitely the DBUSD high schools so that kids can step up and say, OK, now I'm going to take this and go here with it, um, because, you know, it's just a different thing. Like the strategy when he gets in and he plays with the kids because he's an adult even though it's you would be hard-pressed to know that in here in the club. You know? <laughs> um, it's such a fun, you know, youthful environment. It gets very Hashtag into truth. it. Yeah. Um, but it's cool because it gives them a new perspective of seeing like, oh, there's – they have this strategy and and while maybe they do I don't think that they they were verbalizing it as much they don't like come out and say like okay I'm gonna like he's good Mm -hmm. about like I'm gonna defend you go the communication aspect as yes and so now we're starting to see that and then and then the super smash we have no idea 
about the the strategy and the all the stuff that goes into that it completely blows both of our minds but I mean I sat down with some of the eighth graders this week and we're, we're like it's not for me and they're like what don't you get about it and then mm-hmm. they like sat down and broke down the game and like okay here's what you need to know here and it's crazy amount of yeah, there's, there's a lot of strategy there's a lot of mechanics in that game as well oh my gosh um, how certain characters match up yes. versus others is super important um, and there's like characters that might be the best but are the most difficult to use you probably aren't going to be good with for a year after playing the game so there's a lot of strategy in smash as well um i played super smash on gamecube growing up a little bit but i'm nowhere near competitive enough to even come close to beating your team let alone the high school kids who i have see playing every lunch that are just incredible or even at the college level too yeah the college level as well and the reason why we rolled it out like we're originally gonna do like mario kart for those of people Mm -hmm. who want to compete in mario kart which is you know big at the middle school level yeah mario kart i'm I'm really good at mario kart (laughs) (laughs) his daughter is really good at mario kart um and and then the kids are our main man nathan in sixth grade he's like what about super smash and he pitched it to us and and we we did some research that is big at the middle school level and then we see gcu like how big it is at gcu and and we're like man this is huge and Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, over spring break, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to dive in with my kids and get good at Super Smash because I want to understand it so I can kind of teach them and kind of lead the way. But yeah. they're just on a whole new world. What about the one that we just saw? At the... oh, Killer Queen. Black. Yeah, have you oh. tried that or mm-hmm. heard of that? What's what is it that? Again? It's a Switch game. Yeah, okay. it's kind of like a B. It's like a big strategy game, but that's okay. another one. I say that's no, coming up there. And then those cool like we're like, has anyone played this? And the kids like, oh no, you know. <laughs> so I was like, you know, either we're introducing this dud or they're just like, we want nothing to do with that. Now you talked about being so busy as a first year teacher yep. and you know taking this on and kudos to you. We've really enjoyed your story, kind of hearing stories on Twitter and yeah. what everyone is telling yep, us because yep. it really inspired us. And we never we talked about at the beginning of the year that we want to get esports started for our kids and to hear what you were doing. You kind of really laid the groundwork for us. Were you first, and then Josh kind of follow you at Sandra Day? Yeah, basically. So Josh kind of uh, emailed me. I think Matt gave him my contact info about how I was setting the program up at my school. Uh, uh, he emailed me through district email and said, "Hey, I'm I'm at O'Connor. I want to I want to build a program. Can we meet? Can I see what you guys are doing?" So um, we emailed back and forth. I still email him here and there to see how he's doing. Um, I think we want to get some scrimmages going because I know he has a couple of Rocket League players at that school as oh, well. Nice. So I'm going to try to get some scrimmages going because I think it'd be really fun to have a competitive environment where the kids are actually face to face. Because right now you only do face to face in the playoffs. So the regular matches, they're just sitting in front of their their computer. I'm coaching, and then whatever team we're playing is doing the same somewhere across the state. So uh, last week we played uh, Yavap, not Yavapai, uh, some school in Tucson. I forget the name of it. Um, so we're playing schools all across the state just in real time. So um, being able to compete and kind of be competitive with players sitting next to them I think would be a lot of fun. So I'm, I'm going to try to bring that up to Josh um, once he gets a, a Rocket League team so that we can actually play them. That's pretty awesome. And you even talked about reaching out to our kids, which would be hard. Like you guys are PC. We're Switch-based. Yeah. Um, so, and- I mean, if you guys play Rocket League, you, you can use our PCs to play. Um, don't ruin our children we don't want them to know what they're missing (laughs) we don't want them to know what they're missing but so for us setting the groundwork I mean we are we have new boundaries right and we're Mm -hmm. gonna now you guys will be part of our feeder yeah so you guys are probably gonna feed into Deer Valley going forward yeah Yeah. a chunk of our our kids will go to you guys so in an ideal pipeline situation Mm -hmm. what are some things that we could be should be doing with our kids that really set them up for success than for when they get to you uh just as far as esports goes yeah yeah um i just think that communication building this communication and um understanding that um video games um can be a sport but we need to use teamwork and we need to treat each other like teammates um not just like we're online and we're never going to talk to these people again so building that respect component of the game, which you see in, in most sports, right? Football, soccer, basketball, mm-hmm. you see that, but it's it's also it's it's you're communicating live, right? So those those naturally come out more so than a video game setting. Um, but the the thing is is when you're when you're communicating, even if it's video games, if it's for the high school collegiate or collegiate level, you need to have those those strategies and teamwork in place and respect to the same degree of any other sport. Mm-hmm. So that would be one of the things I, I would want to see coming up. And then also just uh, practice, um, especially games like Rocket League and even Super Smash, like the mechanics, practicing mechanics, that's 90% of the work, mm-hmm. right? So being able to practice the mechanics and just having like a natural ability um, for certain mechanics is, is what we're going to look for going forward as well. 
now you talked about people just reaching out to you like all the time. So talk yeah, about like, so, like your email. Like, yeah, how, like, you guys contacted me. I get contacted <laughs> all the time with people in the district and different schools. I don't know how they find me, but I, they just they, my email gets blown up. And it's not a bad way. I, I'm happy to, you know, respond to you guys. Yeah, yeah so. <laughs> you're pretty good on your email. But I don't know where they get me. But uh, yeah, I get it all the time. So Well, because it's like, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, uh, your principal saw that esports is is a huge thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's blowing up. But the thing is, is it's still so new in our district, and we all know where it's going. We know what it's going to be, but it's so it's just these little seeds that are all yeah. starting. Yeah, it's all about taking that first step. Yeah, it's and all people, about taking that first step, building the program, yep. and from there it'll waterfall into something great. Oh, it's you know, going to be huge. I'm sure every sport that the district has right now was in the same boat at some point right mm-hmm. i mean maybe it was 20 30 years ago but it was the same way i'm sure well and our ideal is not only to have our system like we would like a middle school group right mm-hmm. we'd like to be where able you get, to compete against other middle schools yes, and you okay. know we, we want that to be definitely within our district and then do you think just, that's going to come soon because i feel I like do. they're going to want to do high schools first i think they're well, next year like the, okay. i have some people like on the middle school curriculum like thing and they're you know so right now it's kind of like the wild wild west you know yeah. it's like chris avls is huge on twitter i don't yeah, know if you follow cool. him from new jersey he kind of leads it um from the middle school level and okay. like you know trying to but it's like just a google form because yeah. one of the problems i see with middle school i mean not to say that this isn't like something you could get past, but isn't there so many more middle schools than there are high schools? Totally. Well, there's more, but that I think that that's a great thing because then you have so much to work with. Because, um, well, first of all, if you just do in the in the Deer Valley district, mm-hmm. you know that's awesome because you know maybe you're not playing people multiple times. You're playing, so you're not facing Brophy three weeks yeah. in a row. Okay, you know, so it's there's a lot to kind of work with and bracket wise and mm-hmm. kind of ability, um, but then even just across the nation. You know, you have to factor in time zones and things like yeah. that, and so there's so a lot. So we play of all in the state, so time zones don't really affect us. Yeah, yours is, um, but you were saying Oklahoma. So yeah, then, yeah. So we, we like scrimmage against yeah, Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. It's just free scrimmage yeah. in our yeah. spare time. Yeah. But that's the thing. So, like, we want to get to the point where we're scrimmaging, mm-hmm. out, like, with whoever is going to yeah. be willing to do that. But then, ideally, in our district, and I think that, again, how we were talking about, well, is it reasonable or? Is it realistic that all of the DVUSD high schools are going to be on board like by next year? Maybe, hopefully mm-hmm. soon, right? Yeah. Um, is it realistic that every middle school or K eight is going to be doing this? Probably not, yeah. right? And then you have specialty schools too, and so. But yeah. I, yeah. I do believe that other people will come on board, and I think it'll be a. Oh, I, to- I know other people are coming on board. I don't know if they're all going to be on board by next year. Um, so we had Deer Valley start first, fall 2019. Mm-hmm. We had O'Connor, spring 2020. Um, I work at Mountain Ridge every Friday for my PLC, um, and I went to Mountain Ridge, so I know a lot of the teachers still there. Um, and I've talked to them about it, and they had no clue about it. So maybe they'll be ready for next year. I hope so. I hope so, but I, I don't know that it will be. And then schools like Goldwater, I have no idea creek boulder creek I, I don't know so we'll see i know it's 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 definitely coming up for them um it it has to be i mean they're, they're hearing they're hearing right about there. us right they're yeah. hearing about us yeah, yeah. so they they have to it has to be on their radar and then for josh for example like the, once he saw me build my program sure it incentivized him to be like oh we can do this too so i'm glad it's 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 coming up i just don't know if it's going to be ready by next year i don't know but i hope because i would really like to be able to scrimmage the schools in mm-hmm. our district too well and even like in peoria you know mm-hmm. like peoria. that's so close and and they have so a they have a lot of them so greenway has a team mm-hmm. oh, do um they? peoria has a team um, so if you look on my, it's not up there anymore, mm-hmm. but if you look on there, you can see all the other districts teams as well. And that's cool. So it's kind of cool. Um, I have a lot of, uh, people I went to college with who teach at those schools. So, you know, when we beat them, I'll send them like, yeah, <laughs> message, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's truly It's awesome. fun. It's fun to be a coach and be competitive with other schools is a lot of fun too. Yeah. Cause, uh, I'm not trying to kid anybody. I want to win. Right. Yeah. I enjoy it. Now talk about like uh, GCU's like reached out for you. You have a bunch of like mm-hmm. sophomores and kind of like the the doors like you hope to open up for these students like moving forward. Yeah, so some of these students would probably never get scholarships or even have an ability to go to college if it weren't for athletics or for um, academics. Um, so being able to open the door and, and potentially ha- allow them to get a scholarship for um, esports is, is really incredible. So um, some of my 
players are probably close to being at that level. Um, but I don't want it to seem like if you play esports, you automatically get a scholarship yeah. either. Right. Um, it's just like any other sport. Like only the top basketball players at your school are potentially going to get a scholarship mm-hmm. to it maybe even a Div 2 or Div 3 school, let alone like ASU or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. So the same is going to be true for esports, right? You don't just play esports and you naturally get a scholarship like that. You actually have to be pretty talented and pretty good and good at communicating and, and really put in the effort. So, um, I mean, there are going to be people who get them, but it's not going to be everybody. Now, like you talked about the individual, so like there's this such a team aspect, and I loved how you talked about like you had a student in your graphic design program, mm-hmm. and you wanted to kind of create these esport chairs, like with like your logo holding an Xbox controller, yep. and so like you talked about those life skills, but then it's such a team sport, and then how are we? kind of recognize like you know if you're a star basketball player you average 22 points per game mm-hmm. and 10 rebounds how are we individualizing this and like kind of celebrating those individual east uh, rocket league players so are we doing that yet or so it's a team sport but we have individual stats and the game tracks all these yeah. so the game will, will track your shooting percentage it'll, it'll track shots on goal it'll track saves it'll track assists it'll track your overall record it'll track all of that so we can use that to determine kind of like who the best player is um, as a coach, the stats aren't everything, right? Sometimes it's just being a playmaker and maybe making the pass that then makes the pass for a goal or something like that. So the stats aren't everything, but typically whoever's on top of the leaderboard just carrying the team is usually your best player. So you can tell from those stats. Um, and then they have their personal accounts too. And then you can see their MMR, which is like a number that represents their skill level based on everybody they've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two numbers and just being able to, to see them as a coach too, you can tell how good they are. Yeah. Now, have have any other colleges reached out to you besides GCU, or because you talked about GCU wants to get you down to their game mm-hmm. center? So GCU has contacted me a couple times. They want me to come down to to, to meet their esports team with our esports program. They want to uh, let us play with them and just check out the the um, how they run things there. Um, I don't know if they're interested in a scholarship perspective, but I definitely think they want to show. Um, up-and-coming teams that listen you can do this at the next level Mm -hmm. um so eventually i want to get there i think asu may have emailed me too i think asu has a team as well they do yeah um so i get emails all the time from people (laughs) and some of them just like well i can't go to i'm not going to indiana tonight (laughs) that's weird (laughs) yeah it's all over the place what kind of uh feedback or interaction are you having with your the parents like are you getting a lot of uh communication are people pretty on board with this yeah they're pretty on board with it so um a lot of them see it more as a club than like athletics or a sport but just to have their students or their their kids be involved in that they're they're really excited about it you know they may not have played sports before but now they're they're doing some some team-based activities mm-hmm. with an actual, you know, adult who's mentoring them and, yeah. and, and coaching them, and they're really excited about it. So I've never had a parent who's been like, oh, I don't know if I want them playing Rocket League. They're generally on board. So they're not like, oh, my kid is playing way too many video games. <laughs> I want them to scale back. They're not getting No, I don't back. get that at all. That's so, good. I mean, it's, it, it has the same requirements as any other sport. So if you have Fs, you can't participate. So that naturally means that oh, really? they have to. Okay. Yeah. Now, this is year one. Mm-hmm. Did you ever imagine it would get to this point in year one? No. So I had no idea I would even be here like <laughs> eight months ago. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I had my contract and I knew I was going to work at Deer Valley, but I had no idea that esports even existed. Yeah. I just played Rocket League and, you know, and then it just grew into this big thing. And it, I'm, I'm really happy to be a part of it and to be coming in the ground floor, especially it just, yeah. it's really cool. And like I said, our team's really good and to be able to, to compete at a, a very high level our first year. I'm really proud of the kids. We're really good, um, and I'm really excited about the playoffs this year. So just going forward, just, just being where we're at right now alone after just, just starting is, is really incredible. So I'm really happy about where we're going. Well, Zach Skogan, you've, you've led the way for us. Yeah. You've inspired us Huge. as uh, educators, and our students are forever thankful. And what you're doing in the district and having the IT guys right next to you is huge. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to all those guys. Been I can't so thank supportive. them enough either. They've been I think absolutely we should wonderful. build a wing at our school. Exactly. Just say, like, hey, listen, <laughs> no, no, don't take Matt for me. Don't yeah. take Matt for me. There's a place right here but for you, Matt. Every time I email Matt, I'm like, all right, we're going live on Wednesday. And he was that, he was here that Monday yeah. to set yep. everything up. And everything I've asked for them has been so awesome. But just to hear your story with Ad and how just a little uh, the octane uh, uh, rocket league car sitting yeah. in your classroom has has led to this and i think you're truly being a leader and yeah props to you for doing Huge. this in uh, year one and i love how 
so many people want to kind of see and i, and I told our it department like already people reaching out to us and be like how did you do this like yeah. we need more information and um this is the future and like you said it is the fastest growing sport and absolutely and, and hopefully I, w- I mean if you guys want to come to Deer Valley and maybe have some kids play with us it'd be absolutely be fun so too fun. Yeah. yeah totally we're trying to get to gcu as well we yeah. want to kind of see that and um we look forward to uh big things from you guys in the playoffs yeah. and uh, make we'll sure be rooting you, for you guys. Yeah. Make sure you, uh, we'll keep check. you updated. Yes. <laughs> We're pumped. All right. As we always say, if you can be anything, like Zach says, be kind online, people, <laughs> and keep changing the world. All right. If you loved hearing stories about esports from our main man, Zach, make sure you subscribe to the Nailed It Wall. Every Tuesday, the latest episode will be downloaded to your phone. Now, if you're on Twitter, make sure you follow us on Twitter. You get to see some of Mrs. Schofield's uh, famous egg drop experiments this past week me high-fiving videos of uh, our battles in esports uh you can find me at mr lane the stem guy and me at a positive proton mr skogan you can find our uh deer valley athletics at dvhs athletics one check him out